Hey team, welcome back to another episode of the Gen Commandments podcast with Jen Wynn. If you don't know me personally, which I assume most of you do, but just in case, I'm an engineer currently working in Oregon. I grew up in the Chicagoland area and I went to college in Michigan. Um, welcome back. Uh, happy Sunday. I hope that you all had a good week and you're prepping for your next week. Um, it is currently Friday, June 23rd. Um, and last night I decided to put Ellie to rest. Um, and it was the, the right decision. Um, but today we're going to honor her. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. That's a rough start already. Um, but yeah, so yesterday I decided to, um, lay Ellie to rest. She, um, she had, she had, she was always a very happy dog, uh, but she was confused for like most of the day. I think the seizures themselves, um, they, that was taller, like not you know, that was bearable, but just not her not being like herself was enough, you know? So uh, yeah, I didn't want to like make her go through the move if like she was going to be just so like, we would go even for like short car rides and she like wouldn't settle because she was confused on what was happening, like would run into like outside of my apartment here there's a lot of like foliage and like decorative rocks and like trees and whatever and she like homegirl would just like run into things all the time and yeah so it was time um and I I didn't want to wait until she was like absolutely miserable um and I didn't know you know what I mean so I wanted yeah it it was self it felt selfish of me to keep her alive it felt selfish of me to keep her alive after she had her first like really long seizure um I like I think the vet probably wanted to like suggest something like that and I like just wasn't willing to hear it like when she had her first big seizure and I took her to the emergency vet like a like two or so months ago um I was yeah so it yeah they were like we're pretty sure she like (laughs) when I took her to the emergency vet they were like "We're, we're pretty sure she has cancer and like she has a brain tumor and like that's what's causing her seizures and like they're like you could give her this medicine and like we could do like these these tests if you want and like but she's going to decline pretty quickly. And I was just like, yeah, just give her the medicine and like, just like took her home, you know? Um, but, um, the medicine, like the epilepsy medicine didn't work cause that wasn't the problem. Um, so she continued to have seizures. So I just like took her off the medicine to see like how long she would, she would keep kicking before it got a little unbearable. And it was, it was, yeah, it was time. So 
today we're just gonna you know talk about ellie and her her life um so we just i got well our family got ellie when she was six and i was 18 um i was a freshman in college it was like my me and my partner at the time we decided that we wanted to like adopt an elderly dog and he was like living at my house part-time anyway like back at home in like the chicagoland area and so we we did that and then he had to work like when i first got home from college for winter break that year and so my brother and I just like we went to the Humane Society near my hometown and uh, that is that's where we got like our other my other childhood dog Sophie so um we went back there just to like scope out um like some of the elderly dogs I did have one in mind but he ended up being in foster care so I was like okay I just like I can't meet him. I didn't like set up a time to meet him. I just like, we were just looking at the dogs like that were actually in the shelter. Um, and we were looking, um, and there was this very like yappy, like littler dog or smaller dog. I don't know if littler is a word. Uh, I feel like it is anyway, smaller dog. Um, just yappy as hell right next to Ellie's like, uh, crate or cage or whatever stall um and ellie was just sitting there just like sweet as pie shaking a little bit because she was scared you know um and one second so there's this yappy dog and um miss ellie's just sitting there quiet and we're we're looking around but she's sweet she's like wag. she if you know ellie she has like the like a tiny nub tail um and she's you know nubs just going um so we decide to <clears throat> we decided to like take her into like one of the like rooms you know to like hang out with the dog see how cool they are like whatever um and we do and like me and my brother both like love her her name was Allie at the time too. I hate that name. Um, and no offense to all the Allies out there. (laughs) Um, but at that time, like that is a name that would just didn't have a good, a lot of good energy associated with it. Um, for like me and like the people who are living in our house. So, um, (laughs) we, uh, we decide like, nah, that and she still responded to ellie so that that's how the name switch happened anyway so we both like fall in love with her she's sweet girl like you know like seem to follow simple directions like whatever anything you could want from like a like a dog you know and so the people at the humane society we didn't go there until like four four o'clock four thirty you know and they were close they think they close at like five and so they're like we don't have time to like do the adoption today but tomorrow's like um we're having like a black friday event and so like come in on black friday and like you could potentially have her adoption fees waived so we pull up like the the event isn't supposed to start until like noon i think and we pulled up to that bitch at like 7 30 in the morning because like it was like a like uh 
system where like first come first serve for like tickets to go in because they only were doing like a certain amount or whatever and we pulled up early as fuck and we were like we were like eighth in line or something (laughs) and like mind you like Ellie's like a senior dog like senior dogs are considered like six and up and so like she isn't like the target demographic of the event like I think they had puppies and stuff like that but um we like we pulled up early and we were like we are getting Ellie you know and so once the event opened like our number was called we went in we were quick we were like in and out you know so we got Ellie for free basically um and uh we come home and like our girl dog is who we figured she would have issues with Sophie before mentioned and they did have their issues mostly once Soph got old and like couldn't see so like she would like run into Ellie and Ellie would be like don't mess with me but um our our big boy dog is the one who actually like (laughs) had some like sadness about it he was like oh now there's another like thing that I'm gonna have to share my attention with so Mikey wasn't super happy at first, but, um, she, she acclimated pretty quickly into our like family. So like, and at the time, like my best friend was still like living there. And so there were, there were a lot of people around to, uh, sort of like help take care of her while I was still at college. Cause like technically like she was supposed to be like me and my like partner at the times dog, but like it, that she ended up being like my brother's dog for like her first couple years so that's kind of how it like that's Ellie's like how she got introduced into our family you know um and yeah like it's it's sweet she's like the first she's the first dog that like I felt fully responsible for at some point you know um and that's that's cool it's cool to like, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what she is. She's like the, our, like, she's just one of the, our family dogs at that point. Um, Ellie didn't really become my dog until I, um, left for my first internship in Florida. Um, at the time I thought I was going to take like our oldest dog, but between the time that like I got the internship and then and then when I was supposed to leave for the internship she like she like quickly went blind and deaf and so I didn't want to take her out of an environment that she kind of already knew and so I decided to take Ellie instead um so yeah she she trekked all the way down to Fort Lauderdale with me and my mom uh, to like, cause my mom helped move me down there and, um, she did, she had never really been on a leash before. Cause like my, if you like, don't know my, like my house is on like an acre of land and like, it's not fenced or anything, but like our, our, all of our dogs were like well enough trained that they could kind of just like go out and come back in. Um, and so before, <laughs> before we went to Florida, Ellie really had never been on a leash before. So the first like couple weeks were, were a little rough. Um, and when we left, we left during like, we left 
I think we left the day after Christmas or New Year's Eve. I forget. But we <laughs> we left like winter time. And so it winter time in the Chicagoland area is like it, there was a snowstorm the the day we left. And um my mom uh, I was getting the gas. My mom took Ellie out during one of our like pit stops and uh Ellie was just like a mess on the leash. I remember my mom coming and be like, it's too cold for her to be acting like that. <laughs> and I was like, I know, but you know, um, yeah. She was also kind of nervous in cars. Like when we took her down to Florida, she probably had never really been in a car for more than like 10, 15 minutes. Um, but that obviously that changed really quick. She had a 20 hour car ride to just figure it out and and she did after that she was she was like perfect in the car um yeah Ellie Ellie went a lot of places with me so Ellie while we were in Florida that was kind of the first time that I had ever been responsible for another another like thing you know I wasn't good at being responsible for myself let alone like other another thing you know um and I have some pretty like uh like chronic depression sometimes and so uh I say sometimes uh <laughs> so what I mean is just like it comes in like any person who has depression it comes in waves um and so I was a little nervous that like Ellie was gonna suffer because of it but in a lot of ways like being having to take care of another thing was very very helpful for my I still had depressive episodes like obviously especially like COVID hit while I was in Florida and for six weeks straight Ellie was the only other living thing that I saw like I well I like would pick pick up my groceries from like grocery stores but so you have interaction like briefly with another person but like Ellie was it she was the only other thing I saw for like six weeks and I started to go crazy and like Ellie was super helpful like just to have another thing to take care of that isn't you is monumental because there are times and there are days like you are like, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to like shower. I don't want to go to the bathroom. Like, I don't want to do anything. But like the thought you're like, well, I have to take this dog out and like, I have to feed her and I have to like, make sure that she's okay. I have to pay attention to her, you know? And yeah, all that to say that like, um, sorry <laughs> all that to say that um having a pet or like you know whatever I was you know I was 20 when I went there like um it was it was good to it was good one to teach yourself like not that I ever had an issue about caring about other things but like that you have to like be mindful of another thing all the time or else they will suffer is it is it's good even if it's not I don't know I think it's it's really positive um 
so yeah shout out her i think and and during that covid time i sort of i got into a little bit of like a drinking habit (laughs) um where like there was a point where i was like and i know covid times were like different in general but like they were like consistently four or five times a week i would be drinking like two bottles of wine and also like half a bottle of like schnapps a night and um damn y'all like ellie was my only companion through all that you know of like oh you've seen me down down bad huh and she like the cool part about like animals is that they don't give a fuck you know they don't like but um they don't I mean they care they want you like obviously they your animal wants the best for you right but um but they're not like judging you you know and and I know that's that's whatever but yeah it's it she was very helpful during that time period and like part of the reason I made it as long as I did like I made it six weeks in quarantine alone before I like decided that I was going to drive back up to Illinois and I think I was I was pretty bad off when I decided to like drive up back up to Illinois but I would have been much worse off had she not been there she has been like a very steady compare like the only sense of I've said this before but like the dogs or and like Ellie specifically has been like the only sense of stability that I've had for like the last five years you know fuck sorry y'all so um yeah um very very glad for her existence um after Florida, um, my internship ended. Um, so I, I worked that internship from like January through August. And so after that I went back to residence life, um, and couldn't bring Ellie because, you know, like the halls and like the apartments on campus don't allow animals. So yeah. So Ellie went back to my brother then after and, um, after that i think ellie and (laughs) ellie had decided that i was her her person and so i think the all of it struggled afterwards like she went from being like the only dog with me and like kind of my full my full priority while i wasn't at work to going back to like a three dog household with like just my brother living there because like i think at that point then after like um, I mean, me and my like ex broke up, like my friend that had been living at the house, he left. So it was like, it was really just like my brother after that. So <clears throat> yeah, I think they struggled. Well, I had two other friends move in. So it was just like a whole different like dynamic after Florida transitioning back into, uh, the island of misfit toys that like my house is kind (laughs) of and so um 
yeah, it was, it was hard for both of us. I, I wanted to have my dog with me. I actually like, um, advocated that I could have like a therapy dog technically, but I think the practice, so therapy dogs don't really exist. I don't know if you know this, if you've ever gone through the process of getting like an emotional support animal or whatever, but that shit doesn't actually like based on, so my old therapist, my first therapist, she was also like, uh, she's also a lawyer. (laughs) She's a girl boss. That's for damn sure. Anyway. Um, when I brought it, like when I asked her about it, um, she was like, yes, yes, Ellie is your emotional support animal. However, there's no like database or anything like through like federally or like by state or anything. Like basically anything can be an ESA. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, and like, I'm sure I'm making much more light of it. I'm being hyperbolic in how much it, it, doesn't have regulations around it but like that's the main t is like there are no regulations around esas or like any way to like prove whether uh, an animal is or isn't and so like for her practice she was like i don't do that because it's like a liability theoretically for therapists to to do so so that's the t that's the t i don't know if y'all have had different experiences with therapists but but I believed her. I was like, word. And I, I researched it a little bit afterwards. I was like, if I can buy this shit online, I agree. It's probably not regulated the way it should be. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just went without her um, for the school year. And then I had an internship in Minneapolis. Um, and homegirl came with me for that. By then she had already started to uh, deteriorate a little bit, I think. Um, yeah, I think she was always like a spite peer. So like if you were gone for too long, she would like pee in the house out of spite. Um, so we always just assumed that that's what the issue was when she was peeing in the house. But like once I like went to Minneapolis and she was still like, cause we had never had that problem in Florida. Like Ellie never like, she maybe had like two accidents while we were in Florida. And once, once she went back to the Chicagoland area while I was in school, that's when she started spite peeing because she wasn't getting like the attention that she felt like she deserved then at that point. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was, she was, I, I loved Miss Ellie. She, cause she was, she was a bitch. I, I, and I live for it. I live for that because that, that's my best friend. Who the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know? Oh, I, you went from just having somebody's whole attention to not having it anymore. Yeah. I'd be pissed too. You know, (laughs) she's so funny. I miss her so much, but, um, yeah. So, um, once we went back to Minneapolis, she, that's when she started to decline. Um, and I don't know, 
truly to this day because like we would take her to the vet and they'd be like there's nothing wrong with her so maybe it still was out of spite or like but the the tea is is like that's when it started while we were in Minneapolis was when it started to progress like her her health started to decline um and so yeah we went the whole summer it was really good she and I had a great time um she didn't love city living um Fort Lauderdale was probably her favorite place we lived just because it was always like warm and so but she did love the snow too so I don't know I don't know what her favorite place we lived was at um but that's kind of where she and I's bond like formed and so that's sort of my like fondest memories of her uh so yeah so then um for about after my internship in Minneapolis my mom takes her for about six weeks because uh, between my Minneapolis apartment and my Kalamazoo apartment I had like six weeks um uh so and I was like staying I stayed in an Airbnb briefly I like I stayed on couches with my friends and then my and then Kayla's brother let me stay there for like at his place for a little bit and so sorry I just like tapped the mic because I talk with my hands um (laughs) so um yeah and in in between that time I didn't want like my brother to have to deal because then at the same time Sophie started to decline as well we've been kind of going through it with the dogs for like a long time um we got dogs that we knew that and we didn't know this when we got them all but like we shortly realized after that like they would probably all pass within like two years of each other because like Sophie was she was like 16 when she died and um Mike Mike was really sudden Mike was actually the first one and he was who we figured would be the last but yeah, all of a sudden Mike got really sick and he just like passed out of the blue. Um, and when we got Ellie, we were like, we'll probably have her for like, you know, three to five years. And yeah, so, and they were all the, the sizes of like, well, Mike was probably only going to last eight to 10 years. Cause he's, he's a big boy. So if it was tiny, so it makes sense, you know, like you know about dogs anyway (laughs) um so uh we move in and like then we moved to Kalamazoo and Kalamazoo was like a I don't know where I even was let me let me go back one second I was saying all that shit to let you guys know that um my brother was going through it with our oldest dog Soph and like um we kept Sophie alive a little bit too long. And like, so he was dealing with some really like hard, like hospice care type stuff for Soph. And, um, that's something that as a family, we kind of all after, after she passed, we we were kind of all like, you know, we can't let another one of our dogs like get to that point again. Like, it was a little selfish of us to keep her alive as long as we did, you know? And so that's something that I've been super cognizant of 
as I've been dealing with Ellie's decline. Um, but yeah, so my mom has Ellie for about six weeks, uh, in between Minneapolis and Kalamazoo and she does really well with her. Like Ellie, Ellie does good. Her and my stepdad did a really good job of like taking care of her where like she didn't really have a lot of accidents in the house because there was, there was a steady stream of attention and there was a steady stream of her going out because she was getting older and her bladder and whatever, whatever. Right. So she moves back in with me in Kalamazoo and that's probably the place that she hated living the most. Um, mostly because like I just didn't have enough time to dedicate to her to be a good pet owner. And I still hold a lot of guilt about the way that I took care of her while I was in Kalamazoo. Like I'm super glad that she was there with me and I like wouldn't trade that time with her for anything. But like between going to college, working, socializing with friends and like whatever, Ellie was not my priority the way that my dogs have been my priority while I'm working, you know, as like a full-time adult. And so, yeah. And like, if you are a college student currently and like you're thinking about getting a dog, I don't recommend it. And like, and not because I don't love that I had that time with Ellie. Like I would give anything to have more time with her, but it's, it's selfish because like you can't dedicate that time into, and it's going to be your sole response. Like it's just you taking care of the dog. I I just wouldn't recommend it just because like you deserve to do things and not feel guilty about them but also the dog deserves like somebody who can put the time into them that they need you know and like yeah and I I don't mean to come across as somebody who like is like your your pet is your kid type like because I do think that there's weird like blurriness and I, we can do a whole episode about like the spirals that I went into when I got first got Dante because like Reddit convinced me I was an awful pet parent and that I'll never be good enough. But, and I, I want to get into like a whole, a whole, <laughs> I'll do a whole episode about that, but this is about Miss Ellie. So, um, it's just like you, but you also need to be attentive as a pet parent. And so, and I just, I didn't have the capacity to do all of it. And I, I did the best that I could, but I, I still, yeah. Yeah. That's all I have about it. Um, but yeah, so she stayed with me then when I was my last year of college while I was in Kalamazoo and, um, we we had fun and then she uh, obviously she stayed well then I had like about two or three weeks where um I went to like upstate New York to visit Kayla I like I had my graduation party with my father I like there was there was like a span where there was a lot of shit going on uh before I moved from Kalamazoo to Appleton sort of those transition periods is when my mom would take Ellie Um, because I would have like loose ends to wrap up and like that sort of thing. So, 
Um, my mom takes her for a little bit. And then when I move up to Appleton, um, she, she obviously is there with me then Appleton on, um, because now I'm a grown ass woman. (laughs) Um, technically in, in real life, you know what I mean? But, um, and we have fun, but she, she does, she is declining, you know, like I, we started, I started by once she started peeing like frequently, I did crater during the day and for a while that helped, but I felt so guilty about it <clears throat> just cause like eight hours is a long time to be crated, you know, just like in a space. And I, I don't know, I felt weird about it. And so then I like, she, she graduated to, um, I put like a baby gate in the kitchen so that even if she did pee, I could still like clean it up, like whatever. And I liked that. That was fine. Um, and then I like, I felt a little weird about it still. So like we, I just tried a bunch of different shit to see like what she responded well to and what she didn't. Um, so then I got her diapers cause I was like, Hmm, maybe. Well, I, st- I, the reason why I got her diapers was, um, <clears throat> she was starting to have accidents through the night. And so I was like, I wonder if this would, and I didn't want to like lock her in my room yet. Um, at nighttime. So like I got diapers to see if that would deter and it did for a little bit. And then once she really started having issues, then I started like locking her in my room. And then like through the night when I started like hearing her stir and get like stir, then, um, she would like, I would get up and like take her outside. And so we had like a progression with her, her aging, you know, and I, it was not fun, but it was, it was, we were figuring each other out again, you know, like I could tell that she was declining, but like, we still, we still had a bunch of fun. I know that this is like a, I want to get into fun stories about her too, but I want to be honest about like, if you have a pet, like here are, here are things that we did to see like how it worked. And I know it'd be different for everyone, but like, here's what her decline looked like. And like, here are things that we did to sort of help ease it. And so, cause I know it's really overwhelming to like watch your pet age um, and like become not their like spry normal selves anymore. Um, and so like, here are some of the things that I did to like alleviate some of the situation on you as well. Cause like, the the overwhelmingness of like my pet is getting older in it of itself is sort of crippling but then like the the other like logistic side of it is like it's overwhelming as well so you can find yourself feeling like twice as overwhelmed (laughs) um and yeah like even yeah so don't hey hey um sorry. (laughs) Um, Dante. Okay. Also side note about Dante. Um, he's doing okay. I don't think it's really hit him yet. Um, I did come home and like let him sniff like her harness and everything. And, um, 
Yeah. But like, I've also been packing. And so like, I think he's just, the chaos is, is, has been ensuing for a while. Like things haven't been normal for a while. And so like, I wonder if it's all just like a little overwhelming for him, you know? Um, yeah, but I, I will be keeping a close eye. I like, I asked a lot of questions to the vet tech yesterday of like, <clears throat> are there ways that I can help with like his grieving process? Cause you know, like, yeah, you know, you just gotta worry about like all of it, you know, not just, yeah. So, so far he's doing okay. Um, I like, he looked four this morning and like, so did I, but, um, it's okay. You know, we're, we're gonna, it's gonna be okay. I think I'm, um, I'm a lot better off, uh, because Dante is here and like, that's part of the reason why I got Dante. We'll get into that. But, um, yeah. So the first few months, um, I got Dante at the end of August. So Ellie and I in Appleton had a good few months to like settle in and whatever. And like, as I was, I was watching her decline. Cause you know, this is, I thought, well, after Kalamazoo, I was like, I wonder if things will like start to stable out again once I like we're back into like a routine and they didn't as much as I expected them to. And so I sort of realized like, oh, like Ellie is like declining, you know, um, it's not just like a lack of stability, you know? So, um, I, I started to think about like, I'm going to, you know, take care of her as much as I can as for as long as I can. And I plan on doing that. Um, but if, and when that time comes, cause like I, I'm in this rotational program. And so like, and the, while, when I first started the intended rotations for me, were going to be like, um, up in Wisconsin, then in Louisiana and then in Oregon and, Louisiana and Oregon are far away from home. And like, I didn't think she would pass while we were still in Appleton, but I was like, I, I do think that there is a chance that she will pass in like either those two other locations. And I, if I'm alone when she passes, I'm gonna like spiral. Cause I'm spir- spiraling right now. And like, I have Dante, uh, to like help me. And so, <clears throat> Cause that's the like hard part about these programs is like, you have to anticipate being alone. And so, um, I, I was like, uh, the whole reason I got Dante was to sort of help with the transition, which is shitty. Um, but it, I don't regret it. And I like, I am glad to have Dante and I, that's yeah. Um, but I just wanted a second dog to sort of help with the transition, I guess. Um, and I, I know that that's normal, but it still feels weird to say it like that, but yeah. So then, yeah, then I get Dante and, um, Ellie hates Dante (laughs) when I first get like, um, when I first got Dante, 
she bared her teeth if he even came near to her near her and um I remember it was it was like the end of August when I got her him maybe mid-August whatever um and I remember my apartment complex had like in Appleton had like a field and um I sat down in the field with both of them and Dante's probably only like six pounds at the time (laughs) and I sat in the field and just like started crying and (laughs) another (laughs) because I was so overwhelmed I was so like worried about raising a puppy and then also like felt so guilty that um Ellie wasn't going to be like my only priority anymore. Like I just didn't want her to think like I didn't love her, you know, um, which is so silly. I'm still like, can you tell I'm over it? (laughs) Um, yeah, (laughs) one second. (laughs) I'm fucking so silly. Sometimes it like the things that make me cry, like, listen, I know some of the things that I get anxiety about are silly, but it doesn't make it less overwhelming to me and I will cry about it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, so I just like with these two dogs who I was like, they weren't even doing awful. I've heard a lot of horror stories about like trying to like combine homes with like two dogs and like they're never allowed to be in the same room together and like (laughs) it didn't go that bad at all but I was still just so overwhelmed I'm also one person I think most of the time when people get like a pet or they get you know multiple pets or whatever they have somebody to help them and like I was like nah this is all me and like I also don't recommend that. I reckon if you're going to have one animal do that, but if you're going to have multiple, like, and they're like, I had <clears throat> both. Of, this is, this is not trying me trying to complain, but I had a, I did a puppy or I had a puppy and I had like a senior dog at the same time and like thought that I wouldn't be overwhelmed. And I'm just ballsy. That's all. Like, it's just, yeah, it was just a ballsy move. Anyway, um, so yeah, then there's this woman, ugh, bless her. I miss her so much. I wish nothing but good things for her. But, um, there's this woman who had two dogs who was walking past me as I was crying. And I was like, I, you know, like a couple yards away. So like she knew I was crying, but I wasn't like blubbering. I was just like silent, like not like I'm doing on this fucking podcast, just, just silently weeping. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, like with, with the tears in my voice, you know, I like ask her, I'm like, hi, like, um, like, did you get your dogs at the same time? And she was like, no. And I was like, did they like each other when you got them? And she was like, oh no. She was like, of course not. She was like, it, it takes like, she was like, give it a couple months. She was like, I know that that sounds like a long time from now, but like, it will happen, you know? Uh, and I remember at the time, like, I didn't believe her, obviously, because I was like, no, it's always going to be this awful, blah, 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 blah. But she was right. And like, 
it makes me emotional to think about because like I was like what am I gonna do like I literally told Tarsh like if they don't get along by like Christmas time like you can you can just have Dante like I was so like worried because I was so like Jeez, y'all, I'm sorry. This might I might just scrap the whole episode, but um I was just so like painfully loyal to Ellie where I was like, if she if she's unhappy, then I'm not doing it, you know, like you know, I, I don't know. I just felt so like yeah, I felt so guilty. Um but like and I don't think they really necessarily even liked each other up until our like road trip all the way out here. Um, or like maybe they did like each other and I just, you know, like didn't know. But like then as I like pack up and get ready to move out here, um, they like they started they started doing fine within like a month or two like it was quick too like I always took them to the dog park together so that they can interact in a neutral space like I took them on walks together like y'all I put in work for these fucking dogs like especially during that time my whole life was dedicated to like and I was on my weight loss journey during that time too so I was dedicated to like we're exercising together. We're going to the dog park. I'm going to jog while we're in the dog park. I'm just going to do laps back and forth while we're in the dog park. Oh, I don't want to like work out outside today. Okay. I'm just going to pace in my apartment back and forth for an hour while I listen to this podcast and Dante would just follow me. Oh, it's too hot. I know Ellie won't want to go on an hour long walk. So I'll work out inside. Like I did like, I was the most okay <laughs> one in a weird sort of way adding adding Dante really shook the routine and so I think Ellie and I both really grew during that time and I think Ellie and I really learned to appreciate our time together alone and like because he was a little puppy so like he was lots and lots of energy and like Ellie and I would just sometimes like look at each other like what the fuck is this bitch doing? You know, <laughs> like, oh my God. Like Ellie and I had that sort of relationship, especially when Dante was in his like prime puppy phase. You know, she'd look at me and be like, why did you get him? And I'd be like, honestly, Ellie, I have no fucking idea. Like, <laughs> like that's just kind of, it, it was really fun. And I, I like, I think, I don't know if Ellie would agree, um, but adding Dante was really good for us like I would we would train Dante like whatever I would put him to bed and I crate I like sometimes I still put him in his crate for bedtime but like I it was just a good habit for him to get into of like okay well I I go to bed in my crate and like whatever so and for training it's been really good Um, and so once I would put him up for the night, then Ellie and I would like hang out and we would like eat snacks and like whatever. I still made sure that she knew that she was like, she was the top dog. Anything negative that the dogs had to do ever, Dante had to go first. Like I, Ellie, Ellie was always like the, she ran the house, you know, (laughs) we were just servants to Ellie, (laughs) you know, um, 
And yeah, she's very special to me and she always will be. But um, yeah. Once we started moving out to uh, Oregon, um, my mom and I, so we were supposed to all ride the four of us, me, <laughs> my mom and the two dogs were supposed to all fit into the front of a U-Haul. And I think higher being saw us trying to do that shit. God, if that's, if that's what you subscribe to. Um, and he saw, he saw that shit and he laughed. He said, y'all bitches is bonkers. So when we were at the U-Haul facility, um, the, the auto transport was like frozen. And so I took that as a sign as like, my mom should drive my car and I'll drive the U-Haul. So we drove separately all the way out to Oregon and Ellie, uh, stayed with my mom in my car and Dante rode with me in the U-Haul. And every time we got out of the car, they were looking for each other which I was like my first indication ever that they actually like cared about each other's presence. Cause like Dante was obsessed with Ellie. Like he would do anything to gain Ellie's approval and Ellie just fucking hated him. Like was just so uninterested in anything like, and that changed a little bit while we were here in Oregon. But, um, for the most part, like she could care less. She did. However, (laughs) she got, she had never barked at strangers before like strangers or other dogs like she she always wanted to greet them but once we got Dante um she like she started barking at strangers I think she like wanted to protect him so that was another like very cute thing that she did it was kind of embarrassing but like who cares you know it's sweet that she wanted to like protect her little this little puppy you know um but yeah, so sort of the first indication that I had ever had that like Ellie cared about his presence was like when I saw them looking for each other at our pit stops, you know. Um, so that was very cute. That was also another very scary drive. Um, <laughs> but we made it. It was like a, it was a those poor dogs, you know, it was a and we're about to do it again. Um, oh, not all of us are about to do it. Ugh, it sucks. It sucks. Anyway, um, it was a four night trip, you know, like we, we stayed, we were, I think they thought that we lived in the car now. Like I don't, (laughs) um, they were just so confused all the time. They're like, where the fuck are we? And I'd be like, I actually have no idea, you know, like, so yeah, Ellie has lived in Florida. She's lived in Oregon. She's lived in Minnesota. She's lived in Michigan. She's lived in Illinois. She's lived in Wisconsin. Like, homegirl did the damn thing with her life, you know? Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah. And while she was here, she did okay. I, um, she, she got sick kind of immediately upon us getting here. Um, I remember coming home on my birthday, my 24th birthday. And like, um, there was, there was just like piss and shit everywhere. I came home from work and I was like, Oh no, she was, she, and we had just gotten there. I mean, we moved in, I think my lease started here like December 30th 
And so like we hadn't been here, what, three weeks and she was like sick. And I think the the just the landscape of like the foliage here, the the genetic makeup of just like everything here is completely different. And her her system had a really hard time adjusting to it. You know, Um, there's lots more like fungi and shit like that out here. So um, it like generally smells different here in Oregon too. That's something else I had to get used to. Cause there's just so much like moisture in the air all the time. Anyway, sorry. That's, that's a different tangent, but, um, yeah, it's like the most uniquely smelled place I've ever lived. <laughs> um, but yeah, and Ellie sort of didn't really get out of that, uh, diarrhea phase for like two or three months. So she, she had been having kind of like consistent diarrhea until like, I don't know, like the middle of March. And then, um, so that was, it was rough for a while, but I don't know. She, you do it. You do, and as we took her to the vet, we, you know, tried to figure it out. They gave me like, um, an anti-diarrheal and like, that you just use for like colds or whatever. And they, they gave, they would just give that to me like on a loop <laughs> so that I, cause I stopped giving it to her once and then she immediately resorted back to it. And so it was around this time too, that she started eating dirt really consistently. Um, and yeah, so then, um, <sighs> Then in like the middle of April, she started, she had her first big seizure um, and it lasted like five to 10 minutes. Like, and if you, if you know anything about seizures, you know that like, like that's a really long time. Um, It lasted for like a couple minutes. I like sat and like when it happened, I like sat and watched it happen for a little bit. And then, um, cause I thought it would just subside. I know that seizures usually don't last that long. Um, and so, and then once it didn't, I was like, okay, I like scooped her up and like took her to the emergency vet and like <clears throat> had her looked at. She did, she did stop seizing while we were in the car on the way to the emergency vet. But, um, but it was, it was a lot. So I like, I carried her in there and they ran a bunch of tests and whatever and they came back and were they were like well here's what we think and you know we think she has cancer in another part of her body um and she had lost like close to 10 pounds since she went to the vet in like february <laughs> so homegirl lost like what she started at like 39 pounds and she was down to 30. She lost like 25% of her body mass in like two months, you know? And so, um, yeah, they, they were like, listen, um, here's what we think. We think she has cancer in one part of her body. And they think like the seizures are being caused by like, it's, it's either going to her brain or she has a tumor, tumor in her like brain. And they were like, we're going to give her like some epilepsy medication um, and it may or may not help. You know, we're going to keep her overnight. We're going to get her her levels, uh, whatever that medication is. They It is like a incremental thing usually. So like it'll build the more that you you in 
put for her because there are medicines that'll work instantaneously and then there's medicines that need to build right like your your antidepressants um and so i i had them keep her overnight so that they could they could do the incremental thing quickly and so that she would just be at the level that she needed to be at like from moving forward um instead of just building it with her her like pills um and so we do that and then she was still having seizures and i think some of it was stress related because like i did see a stark decrease of um seizures like stark um the first like two weeks that um homeboy and i broke up she did not have seizures and she had been having a a seizure like once every other day while we were together Uh, i wouldn't say that like she had one like a week or so after the initial one and then another week went by and then she had two like Okay, so it's going to be a quick cut because I coughed right into the freaking mic. Freaking. <laughs> I coughed right into the mic like an idiot. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, like, and I know that that sounds crazy, but like also I didn't get my period while like we were together and then like immediately got it when we broke up. So like if, if, the stress related to like having an unhealthy home life messed with my body I can only imagine that like it also messed with hers because like she started to seize again when they tried to put the catheter in her yesterday um and so like I know that the seizures were like they were exacerbated by stress based on like that evidence you know um so yeah so she she had been going through it and like the seizures themselves became less alarming it was like her brain being fried afterwards that was like the the most heartbreaking part because like after there's there's like a complete difference in the way ellie was like before and after she started having seizures and so I could tell that she there she there were times before she started having seizures where I could tell that she was confused but like after she started having seizures her like she was confused most of the day like I would be like Ellie let's go outside and then she'd like start running to my room and then like sometimes she wouldn't respond to her name even like I'd be like, come on, let's go do this. And then she'd go in like the opposite direction. Like she knew that I wanted her to do something, but she couldn't figure it out, you know? And I think she kind of just knew because of inflection and that sort of thing. Like the, the words weren't really making sense to her anymore. And so it was just heartbreaking to watch, you know? And like, I, I started discussing with like my mom of like, I, don't know if I want to make her go through this move again if if it's going to be selfish so like I don't want to keep her alive if it's not in her best interest to like because she she had no idea what was going on and like so sure she was happy but like I don't I don't want to keep something alive if it's just like for me, you know, and like 
she she hated being outside she I would have to drag her everywhere while we were outside it just felt so like wrong at that point you know so I we we talked through the decision like me and my family and like decided together like this is probably what's going to be best for the situation you know and would I have loved to like continue to just like take care of her yeah but like for who because I don't want to because I don't want to say goodbye yet or because she's living like a full life like a you know and like she wasn't ultimately and yeah I think I would feel uneasy whether she was like still alive or not like I I I had been feeling guilty about keeping her alive for the last few weeks and so um yeah so that's sort of Ellie's resolution story of like well at least the progression of her her health decline and I know that that's that might be a little boring actually but um it's it's sort of like and everyone's capacities are different you know some of you may be like I would not do all of that for my dog you know and like that's that's completely fair and valid we all have like different ideas of what like we're willing and not willing to do and I think that that's okay um something that like reddit really showed me when I first got my puppy is that like animals mean different things to different people um and Ellie was like my my best my bestie like she was kind of the most stable part of my life and so I would have never made this decision without a lot of thought going into it and I will never not feel guilty about making the decision that I made because I feel like it's such like bullshit that like I can who am I to make a decision about whether something deserves to continue living or not I think that that is um absolutely ludicrous and like it um it weighs really heavy on like my conscience um but um I also didn't want her to like I didn't want to make her live to see herself be miserable because like Ellie is like she's a happy girl she she always was like even she was so sweet to like the vet text yesterday like when I so like initially this was just like a uh I I um called the vet on Wednesday Um, and I was like, hi, like my dog has been having seizures and like, I would like to make an appointment to like possibly put her down or like do a quality of life check or like whatever, whatever it is that you guys, whatever steps happen, you know? Um, and she was like, well, we're really, we're really filled up. Let me see like what we have available and I'll call you back. I was like, okay. Um, and she calls me back and she's like, uh, one of our vets like made some accommodations. Like we can get you in tomorrow at three 30. And it's like, 
holy shit, like I have 24 more hours potentially with like my dog, you know? And I was like, okay, like, cool, you know? Um, so yeah, like we kind of live a normal rest of our day. I, um, I, yeah, I, I'm unpacking and like, I know I keep saying I'm packing. <laughs> it's packing is really hard for me and I'm really like senile about it now. Um, where I like, I want to go through everything I own and see what I can donate and what I can't. Cause I hate the idea, especially right now of like moving things across the country if I don't actually want them. Um, and so I've been going through like literally every piece of thing that I own and I'm like, either I'm trashing this, I'm donating it or I am taking it with. So I'm literally going through like everything I own. Um, and I take a lot of breaks and stuff like that because like, I don't, it's, it's overwhelming. It is overwhelming to go through, at least for me as somebody who has like emotional attachment to like basically everything, um, like homeboy, <laughs> like just as an example, um, homeboy like gave me a sticker like a like a normal like green dot sticker and I like I made sure I kept it on my hand until we got home and then like put it on something of ours like I am sentimental about everything um so that process of me going through every single thing that I've ever owned and like deciding what stays and goes is emotionally taxing but anyway um so yeah I pack a little bit more I like and then she and I just kind of hang out I like she hates cuddling and she hates like honestly she she's a she was a very like I pick and choose when I want attention (laughs) type of dog um and so I like make her come and cuddle with me and she's like very disinterested (laughs) and like I'm just trying to give her like as much love as she can and so like whatever until it's time to go to bed and then I make her come sleep on the bed with me that's something that she didn't really like doing until kind of the last few months um like right before me and homeboy started dating she was starting to do it consistently through the night like she would some I would like have her start up on the bed with me but then within like a half hour she would be like fuck this I'm out and sleep so I always had like a bunch of pillows next to my bed that was kind of like her room too um and she had just finally started getting to the age where she was like okay with sleeping with me through the night (laughs) And then me and homeboy started dating. And so I like made her, she didn't, she didn't sleep on the bed for like those two months, which I regret now. And I don't regret like being with him or whatever. I don't regret any of that, but like, I do regret not having that time with her, you know, but yeah. So, um, the last night she like stayed in bed with me and it was nice. And I made sure that like, Dante slept with us too and like um yeah it was a good it was a good last night you know and then we woke up sorry um 
we woke up and we went to Starbucks and we got pup cups and, you know, like, um, little, little, like, uh, breakfast sandwiches and like Ellie and Dante like split one. Um, and I got one and then, and then I had, um, a couple of meetings for work and then I, um, and then uh, at like, cause the appointment was at three thirty. So at around two fifteen, I start putting, I, I take them out one more time. I put Dante away. Um, and then, cause I just, I thought about bringing him with and having him wait into the lobby and then being able to like see her body afterwards. Cause like a couple of websites suggested that I did research about it to like try to help the, the other dog cope. Um, and they said like if you could like show show the other dog the body so that like they understand um but like as a single person i like i felt weird about just like asking the like receptionist to like hold dante until until like it was done you know so I just like I put Dante up and Ellie and I went to McDonald's (laughs) and we shared chicken nuggets and like french fries and sorry god (laughs) um one second god I'll get myself together it just sucks because I want this to be like positive you know like I don't mean to be like crying about it but um yeah we had a lot of fun dude like and it was you know like stupid or whatever but like made sure that she like had a last meal or whatever and then and then we went to the vet and like I went in there and the vet was like I read the emergency hospital visit like notes and she was like so we'll go through like sort of how lucid she is and like that sort of thing and she was like and I told her kind of what's been happening like her running into like trees and stuff like that and um she was like I want you to know that like it will only decline quicker and further from here like this is sort of the happiest you're gonna see her she told me this is like um the happiest that she'll be and like so it's up to me but she she thinks it's probably a good time you know and I agreed because like that's that's why I called you know and so yeah like we went through it from there I didn't um I did decide to not get her ashes I felt a little weird about Cause in a weird way, like eventually I'm really, I'm really, really sad about it now and I will be forever. Like I'll miss her forever, but I know eventually like having her ashes would be like this thing that like I have and I like, I, I want, but like I also wouldn't want and like would be feel too guilty to get rid of and like this whole thing. And so and I have things to memorialize her like when she got really sick 
at the beginning of the year, I like we did I did this thing where like I put paint into uh, like a Ziploc bag and I put a canvas in there and I put like peanut butter on the outside of the bag and like had both the dogs paint and like whatever else. And so like I have lots of things to like memorialize her. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think in a lot of ways, like the vet industry can also like try to profit off of your grief. And that makes me feel really weird. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and I know that that sounds silly, but I decided to have her cremated with other animals. I thought that that would be really like cool. Um, cause they were like, do you want to have her like cremated alone or do you want to have her cremated with like other animals? And I, I liked the idea of having her cremated with other animals. I think she was kind of a loner bitch anyway, but it, in my like weird, sorry, one sec in my weird like brain, I was like, well, Ellie can like make friends, you know, like wherever is next. Whew. Okay. So yeah. So that's what we decided on. And like, um, the vet, the vets loved her, you know, she's, she's very lovable. She's, she's a super sweet girl. She'll sit on your feet, um, like, and demand pets and attention. You know, she, she really like, she dictated a room, you know what I mean? (laughs) And, uh, yeah. So, they they really struggled to put her catheter in um and finally because I wanted to be there for the whole thing you know and uh when they were struggling to put her catheter in I was like at one point I was like you guys can like take her to the back like I might be making her more nervous like being here so they do and like they (laughs) we had given her like peanut butter cookies to like help distract her and like that sort of thing and like she seized a little bit like just because of how nervous she was and um yeah so then um she came back in after they like put the catheter in like with like cheese like (laughs) like cheese whiz like all over her face (laughs) and yeah and then that was you know then we went on with it and like even through everything she was still like wagging her little nub like she's she she's happy she's a happy dog you know and so it's like I know I'm like crying I'm like this is so like unbearable to listen to I probably like will not post this but um (laughs) I think it's a, it's a, it's more of a celebration than like a sad thing, you know, like, yeah. Let's talk, yeah, like, now that all that's over, I guess, I don't know, I, um, she and I went on I would take her to the sunrise in downtown Chicago. I would take her. We went on a camping trip with Kayla and like one of our old friends and she hated nature, but she just loved me so much that she would follow me through the woods, you know? (coughs) And, um, that was really like sweet. 
and she she was an anxious dog if you've ever met ellie you know that she had some some intense anxiety um she would run if if anyone was leaving the area that she like everyone was in she or if you were leaving the house she would run to the door and she would bark in a circle um to be like please don't leave please don't leave like she hated she had such bad like separation anxiety even for people she didn't really like or like not she didn't really like people she didn't really know if anyone was leaving any sort of situation she was like how dare you you know um we well me and my brother think that like ellie belonged to like an old lady before us like we think that she belonged to like an old lady who like took her everywhere with her (laughs) and we think like the old lady just like passed and that's that's how we got Ellie (laughs) um but yeah I will I will always love her Ellie was like my introduction to being an adult you know and uh yeah she's like she's one of my best friends you know she's like helped me in and out of like alcohol problems like addictions of other sorts like um some of the worst depressive episodes of my life um breakups uh I and I think that's you know helped me through like she's met very temporary people and treated them like they were everything you know like she, she so um actually this is an interesting story this is probably my best ellie story but um i lived in sort of a not the safest neighborhood in kalamazoo <laughs> i lived um yeah it just like wasn't the safest area anyway so there was break-ins in my apartment complex one night <clears throat> and I remember the night specifically, uh, I think it was like, it was like a Thursday, Friday night and all of a sudden Ellie starts barking bloody murder. Like she, she, it was kind of a loud complex because it was like a big party area. And so like those nights were big nights. So she was kind of used to it being loud. And, um, so that usually didn't really bother her anymore. She would bark here and there at some people, but for the most part, she was kind of used to the noise and she's barking aggressively, kind of the most aggressively I had ever heard Ellie bark. And I kind of got on her. I was like, girl, relax, you know, like, what are you doing? And so I don't know if every play every college town has this but there was this alert system that western michigan like did so that like if things in the area of campus were happening you would get a text message for it i'll be damned it's like one o'clock in the morning i get a text message when she barks like that i get a text message that's like on this this avenue which was my street and the only (laughs) they were like this address has breaking and entering happening right now stay away from the area and um I like 
Ellie's bark is meaner than what she looks like. Like she sound she sounds mean. And so <clears throat> I I truly believe that like the reason why my apartment didn't get broken into <laughs> is because Ellie was defending our our house, you know? And yeah. So I'm very grateful for old girl. She um she was tough. She was a tough lady. She yeah she was a tough lady I um but she was also goofy as hell clumsy as all hell I never met a dog as clumsy as her even before she started having seizures homegirl was clumsy she fell all the time (laughs) she ran into shit she was she was just yeah she wasn't the sharpest one you know uh but I love her I love her so much and I will I will miss her always um I'm thinking about getting like a tattoo to memorialize like the three of them, you know, because they were such like those are who I consider to be like my childhood dogs, even though I was a grown ass woman when like Ellie, like I we got Ellie um, for a long time. She was still like the one of the at home dogs, you know, so yeah. It, it feels really bittersweet to be moving out of that phase in my life where it's like, oh, all my like childhood dogs passed, you know? And so it's interesting. I, um, yeah, I will miss her always. I don't know how, what, what sort of tattoo I would, I would get, but that's, that's the thought process. Even if it's just for Ellie, I haven't really decided, but Yeah. I want to do something eventually to like memorialize that phase, you know, that, that friendship. Um, so yeah, this is my longest episode. I don't know if I'm going to post it. Um, because it's based on the recording. Okay, so usually on this on this software, it's like just like long lines because that's how long I've been recording for. And so like sometimes I'll go like 45 minutes straight talking. These will have like 12 second intervals because I couldn't keep my shit together. Um, so we'll see this. I if you listen to the like this one, this one isn't really for an audience. This one's just for like remembrance of me. So even if you did listen, like, thank you. Um, I love you guys very much. Um, it has been, (laughs) it has been a very rough, uh, month or two. Um, but I do think things are on the upswing and I'm really hopeful for the future. And I know that that's what Ellie would want for me. And as much as it pains both of us, I'm sure we're both a little relieved, you know. So she she held it down as long as she could. I think ha- even having Dante around as much as she hated it at the beginning, I think she knew it took a little bit of pressure off of her, you know, and because as much as she depended on me, I know that I depend on the dogs just as much, you know, they are a lot of my stability here, you know, and while I'm isolated like this. So I'm very grateful. Um, 
for them, for you all, um, that I get to experience life this way. And I will talk to you all next time. Um, the next time we talk, I will be in the middle of my move. So, yay! Um, and, and we will see from there. I, yeah, I love you all. Um, wash your face, drink water, and perform some self-care. I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.